politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to make a difference on all the issues that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter. You would think everyone would care about that, but not everyone does. You guys definitely do. And that's why you tune in every day here, see our podcast, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house, end of the week Friday. And as always, we have too few days in the week to discuss too many things because we're not just commentary. We are a movement here. And today's theme is that nothing will change on its own. It's not going to change on its own. You can't just vote Republican every two years and la, 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 ah. Vote Republican, vote Trump, meme all day in conservative media and social media. You could expose, you could laugh at the left, but they get the last laugh. They will continue screwing us on every issue. And the current Republican Party will continue with its fork-tongued approach of indulging our issues rhetorically while ensuring, again, in the way it matters, at the time it matters, that the left continues advancing. Without new leaders or a new party. It's a very simple proposition. Without new leaders or a new party, nothing will change. And I want to I show that to you, why nothing will change. And then later on, I want to give, give an example of how to change things with the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. We'll have a rep from there coming up later. So a lot to tackle. Obviously, we have Iowa just around the corner. You know, it's in God's hands. The The die is cast. We'll find out what happens there. The realm of possibilities are huge. And uh, we'll know a lot more next week. There'll be a lot more to talk about uh, then. But what we're going to talk about today is true no matter what happens and and that's why I just don't want to waste time, you know, trying to predict, you know, how, how much the polls are wrong or whatever. We'll find out because, you know, it, it will give us a very clear picture, I believe, of where our voters are, what sort of information they're fed and what sort of potential there is to reach them headed forward in the other states. But first, we are proud to have back this year uh, our Sponsor last year, Miracle made the best betting sheets in America. Uh, you know, we we started with them in the summer, and I get very hot when I sleep, and I hate being hot. They have these silver-infused fabrics that make temperature-regulating bedding. It literally makes it you don't get hot. It, you, you stay cool. So then I was wondering, okay, well, what happens when it gets cold? And now, obviously, you already have in the West, it's coming east uh, this this uh, polar uh, air that you know much of the country is going to be below zero. You want to be warm. So does this make you cold? No, it, it it works. My wife said the same thing. It's it's unbelievable. The self cooling properties give you better sleep. Again, it's it's cutting technology. It also is self cleaning that eliminates most of the bacteria, so you don't have to wash them as often. Um, you literally feel like you're in a five star hotel. But the the real thing is the price. Typically, these sorts of companies cost a fortune, and I've experienced that in the past, uh, looking both for personal you know use and advertisers. But here, you go to trymiracle.com slash conservative, 
And here's the deal. You save over 40%. And if you use promo code conservative on top of that at checkout, you get three free towels that have the same technology and then save an extra 20% off. So it, it basically gets it down to the junk brand prices for unbelievable quality for temperature regulation and self-cleaning. Again, upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash conservative. Uh, offer code conservative. Treat yourself or a loved one to a good night's sleep. So, folks, I want to go through three issues, three issues that give an example of this. Why? So when it comes to the invasion, when it comes to spending, inflation, growth of government, economy, monopolies, nothing works. The consumer is boxed out of healthcare. The consumer is boxed out of good products any, anymore. Let's just call that you know, inflation, spending, economy, monopoly, all under one uh, umbrella, and then the vaccines, beginning with the COVID vaccines. We're winning on all of them. We've exposed the left on all three of those issues, okay? No one's happy with the vaccines. I mean, no one, the retards are, but when I say no one, I mean within the realm of the votes you could win in a national election or in you know middle ground states and certainly red states. Everyone recognizes the invasion, Everyone knows spending's out of control. Everyone knows inflation's out of control, despite the government's lying data. You know, it's funny. You look at the CPI index, and it shows food is 25% more expensive than it was pre-COVID. And that's insane. You know, in just, just four years. That, that That's crazy. But I don't know about you, but nobody is lucky enough to experience just a 25% increase. It's more like doubled for, for most items. So that's that's nonsense. But anyway, people get it. But the point is, the left is going to continue winning, maybe not on popularity, but on implementing those policies because the fake right supports it because the Republican Party is controlled by the moneyed interests that want the monopolies, that want the government spending, that want open borders, and certainly want a vaccination biomedical security state. They will not move off of them. And the only two movements we have in place that have demonstrated success in governing against those moneyed interests is Ron DeSantis and then the growing State Freedom Caucus Network movement. Now, obviously, if we get DeSantis as nominee, he will be a tailwind for all those people and help grow that. If not, we're going to have to take the harder road, but take it we must. So either way, we'll have a lot to do regardless of what happens Monday. But let's go through some of the news here. So I, I saw... um. Real briefly, I saw Peter McCullough put out that there's going to be a hearing on vaccine injury today. I was like, that's funny. There's no hearings on, usually don't have hearings on Friday out of the oversight, you know, subcommittee on coronavirus. So I thought it was the subcommittee on coronavirus. I was like, wow, finally they're holding a hearing. A year, a year into their tenure, three years into the lies of the COVID vaccine that the government and Pfizer, we, we have the documents, we have the data, we have everything that they knew about the injury, lied, killed millions of people. Finally, they'll do it. 
better late than never. And then I looked carefully. I clicked on, and I'm not blaming Peter for putting this out, um, but it turns out it's Marjorie Taylor Greene's private, it's not a, a, a sanctioned hearing. She's doing a roundtable with them, kind of like what Ron Johnson did. And I'm not making fun of it. God bless her for doing it. But that just got me thinking, to this day, Republicans will not take up that mantle. There's no amount of information. And, and let's go over some of the new stuff we have. Okay? Scientists are now warning that the COVID vaccine, the new variant, might trigger heart failure pandemic. I'm not kidding you. They're trying to say the new COVID variant is causing heart failure so they could obfuscate the vaccines causing heart failure. And then, of course, as you well know, we talked about this last year, Pfizer already acquired a bunch of companies that sell like arena pharmaceuticals that sell uh, treatments for myocarditis and you know pericarditis. Then we have more news. Doctors from an organization called Doctors for Choice, they were represented by Aaron Siri, sued in the Northern District of Texas to have V-Safe Techs relief re- released. V-Safe, if you remember, is CDC's pharmacovigilance program where uh, over 10 million Americans, it's a large sample size, agreed to sign up for an app where they communicate with CDC and follow up over the course of the year, short-term, long-term, what sort of side effects they are having. Now, we already have the data has been released, and we found that 7.7% reported um, clinical-level injury, meaning that they had to see a doctor, and 25% were sick enough that they missed school or work, at least temporarily, unable to perform normal activities. That alone, that, that, that this is out in the open, their own thing, and this came out, when did it come to light? It was over a year ago. Maybe a year and a half ago. Can't remember. Um, didn't didn't have a dent. It's still being funded, marketed, promoted by the government, and mandated in some cases. My wife was recently looking at some job postings for government contractors. They're still mandating it to this day. So it's still there. But anyway... The second part, so there's the data, but then there's the text messages where people would say, I I have fever today. I have, I'm having seizures. I'm having heart inflation. Whatever it is, I'm having shortness of breath. That's where the juicy stuff is. There are 7.8 million text messages where you're going to vividly see people communicating to our government that they were wasting away as early as January of three years ago. And they knew about all of this. They fought vigorously in court, but thank God Judge Matthew Joseph um, Caxmark of the Northern District of Texas ordered them all released. Kudos to Aaron Siri and these guys for getting that done. But I'm just going to tell you, you could release those. If you don't have new leadership or a new party, it won't matter. You could have tomorrow ironclad data coming out that you know the COVID shots or all vaccines cause autism. Okay, and is responsible for one of the single worst trends in the country going from 1 in 30,000 to 1 in 30 over the duration of the vaccines. I'm not saying it's the only factor, but it clearly is like we're going to see. And it won't matter. 
it won't matter. Because we're so damn distracted. And we had a movement that we started to create against the establishment, and it was hijacked by a perfect controlled opposition to get the right to be satisfied with the status quo as long as it services someone's ego. Doesn't have to be this way. Doesn't have to be this way. And by the way, speaking of autism, there is an earth-shattering study that just came out that's going to be ignored, but I want to talk about as well. First, um, you know, we're talking about bad habits. A lot of people have bad habits because they always have to have something in their mouth. Um, you know, some people need to fidget with something. Some some people always need to. So you have like obesity, for example. A lot of people eat when they don't need to just because you feel like you need to be drinking soda, eating something, smoking, whatever it is. So Fume, that's F-U-M, it's a new company working with us. They have a very innovative idea where they have this award-winning flavored air device that you put in your mouth instead of vapor. Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors, just all natural. Um, and you could constantly just enjoy the feel in your fingers. So it's interesting. It has a feel, well-designed, perfectly balanced, nice wood, a nice look as well, beautiful wood in, in, in the shape. So those that need tactile, and then the taste is amazing. Um, think of refreshing herbal tea if vapor was compared to sticky soda. Fume flavors would really compare to herbal tea. Not as sweet, um, but a lot more natural. And then, again, you know, very flavorful, feels fresh. And you got to try the new um, uh, uh, Solono uh, uh, fume. So it's made with a premium um, walnut barrel and it, again, it feels really good on the mouth as well. Uh, I, I have a couple of samples here uh, that, that is a slightly softer finish. So again, start the year off right. A lot of people have New Year's resolutions to quit bad habits. Start with a good habit by going to TryFume, but without the E. TryFume.com slash CR and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners off 10% with offer code CR. So again, tryfume dot com slash CR offer code CR to stop your bad habits. And we need to stop our stupid bad habits of voting for the status quo. And yes, Trump is the status quo. The Trump mindset is the status quo. It just makes the establishment even zanier, less elect, less, less electable, more annoying and just convinces an even greater share of the hard right to join the establishment in doing stupid things. But anyway, autism. This guy, Aaron, longtime listener, he had an amazing find. He has a piece out at Trial Site. Igor Chudov also has a piece on this at his Substack. Um, there's a placebo-controlled study published in Neurochemical Research by Turkish, some Turkish university. They studied the developmental behavior of rat puppies and their rates of basically autism-like behavior when they were born to pregnant mothers that while they were pregnant got injected with the COVID vaccine. 
they tracked the kid, the puppies born, and they found that the COVID vaccines decreased neuronal counts by one third. These were the neurons that are responsible for spatial intelligence and general cognition. Quote, our findings reveal that the mRNA, BNT, yada, yada, yada vaccine significantly alters WNT gene expression and BDNF levels in both male and female rats, suggesting a profound impact on key neurodevelopmental pathways. Notably, male rats, and they really found the problems in the males, exhibited pronounced autism-like behaviors characterized by a market reduction in social interaction and repetitive patterns of behavior. Furthermore, there was a substantial decrease in neuronal counts in critical brain regions, indicating potential neurodegeneration or altered neurodevelopment. Male rats also demonstrated impaired motor performance, evidenced by reduced coordination and agility. I mean, this is straight up. Now, does that mean it necessarily does it in humans? Uh, No, but... Isn't that kind of like here? Normally, it's guilty until proven innocent. Here, it's like, no, you know, we're going to still put it in humans. And then again, it begs the question what about the other vaccines? Meaning, you could say the spike protein is unique with the heart inflammation, the blood clotting, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not clear what the hypothesis, and I haven't read the whole study yet of what the mechanism of action is, but it doesn't take a genius to understand that now that we see neuroinflammation all over with the COVID shots, and we understand that uncontrolled antibody responses, which is what vaccines do, even when they work, you know, even the better ones, well, if beginning around the time autism spiked, we just bombed kids with an ever-increasing amount over a short period of time, I'm not going to tell you it's settled science, but maybe we ought to look into this. But without new leadership, either at a presidential level or to get states to have their own commissions, we will not push this further. And with Trump, we definitely will not get that. We definitely will not get that. Then there's spending. Obviously, we could cry all we want, and I'm going to push it and fight it, but at the end of the day, they will sell us out. We have no chance of Republicans ever fighting on a budget. Mind you, if you can't fight over these popular issues with an unpopular, comatose Democrat president, you're not going to fight when you have the trifecta but don't have 60 votes because then a government shutdown does reflect on you because the, the, the perception is that you have control, so you look like a fool. Here, actually, you know, it would make Biden look bad, and they don't want it. So you're never going to fight on anything. You're done. It's over. It's over. It will never change. Even the best case scenario would be an automatic 1% cut, which won't do anything. Do you know in the first quarter of this year, we have a $509 billion deficit. That's on pace for a $2 trillion deficit. In- interest on the debt is up 49% year over year. Gross interest payments are higher than military spending now. Medicare is an insane, broken dumpster fire. Yet, we spent $167 billion on Medicare the first quarter. We spent $221 billion just on interest. There is no amount of spending cuts that would even be on the table that will prevent this, that, that will stave off this trajectory. 
And corporate profits, by the way, have grown since COVID by from from two point four trillion pre tax to three point six trillion. All this government spending is designed. It's not just wasteful spending going into a garbage can. We'd be better off if it did that. It's venture socialism. It grows artificial monopolies that decrease choice and competition and better products and are used to socially engineer our country. We can't go on like this. But none of this will change. There is no Republican leadership on the horizon at a federal level other than DeSantis running for president that has shown he doesn't care. According to Budget Hawks, 80% of the debt, 80% of our $34 trillion debt is traced back to bipartisan legislation. I want you to think about that for a minute. 8% came from GOP-only bills, 12% from Dem-only bills. 80%. See, this is the joke. They talk about the partisanship in Washington. They fight over the things that don't matter, but it's those it's it's those bills, the COVID sort of bills, the big healthcare bills, the budget bills, the chips bill they had, the infrastructure, it's all bipartisan. That th- this is not funny. This is not funny. It can't go on, but it will go on. It is checkmate. We have tried every form of exerting pressure, those of us who have tried. It is not working. The Republican Party will never work for us. You need a game changer at the top, or you need to work at the bottom to make the Freedom Caucuses a vehicle to eventually break off. That is the stone-cold truth. And then there's the third issue of immigration. Do you know that every single, except for a few, every single red state Republican led by Oklahoma Senator James Langford, Democrats have not won a single county in Oklahoma since like five election presidential elections ago, I think 2000. And yet we have Langford. The reports are out that his deal will increase green cards by 50,000 a year. Work permits for adult children of H-1B holders, immediate work permits for every illegal alien released into custody, taxpayer-funded lawyers to UACs and mentally incompetent aliens, expulsion authority for a limited number of days only if encounters exceed 5,000 a day for a seven-day period, and restricts parole for those who enter without authorization (laughs) between ports of entry. So... Not only doesn't it, you know, it's a joke, it actually expands, it gives Dems new legal authorities to increase immigration. Here's the reality. The Republican Party as it's constituted, almost every senator, two-thirds of the House Republicans, almost every governor, and almost every legislative leadership around the country in state legislatures, they might not like the chaos of the border, but they don't mind the result of a bunch of third world degenerates, and I'm sorry, but that's what it is, in mass numbers flooding our country. They don't mind that. They don't want the chaos, okay, the cartels, the drugs, but ultimately, they don't mind the result, which is why they'll they'll just say, okay, let's just make it legal, have unlimited. I, I don't think people understand this. The grip 
of the education cartel, but even more so the healthcare cartel and the cheap labor cartel over the Republican Party is impervious. It will not change. There's only two vehicles we have that are that that have demonstrated their ability to fight it and only one with the levers of power the other one's trying to fight it and get it and that's DeSantis and the State Freedom Caucus networks so we talked about how this is not going to change without leadership and this is why what happens Monday is so critical 30,000 voters in Florida in 2018, changed the world. We could have gotten that homosexual dope-smoking guy. 30,000 votes was a terrible year for Republicans. Gee, I wonder why 2018 was such a bad year. Um, But DeSantis surprisingly beat out expectations. He has his entire career. Never didn't do it. And he won. You know... We're now in the era of well over 100 million votes cast in a general election, real or fake. You know, massive amount of votes. In Iowa, I'm not saying if he wins Iowa, he automatically wins, but boy, oh boy, will it be game on. A few tens of thousands of people, relatively sparsely populated state, could change all of this and give us the framework to at least grow a movement built on this sort of leadership and focus. So again, if you know anyone, if you know anyone in, the, in, in Iowa, get them out. And if you know anyone, a friend or a relative that is imperviously brainwashed, then tell them, sit home with your hot cocoa, watch Fox News, don't miss their coverage, and don't go out in the terrible weather. This is what's going to matter. But again, you know, we'll find out whether this is a winner or not. But either way, we need to build an infrastructure in the red states, regardless of what happens at a federal level. Even if DeSantis wins, and certainly if he doesn't, we're you know, you, you gotta have a fallback. And that's where I want to get to our next guest. So, folks, our latest advertisement, and it is our interview segment. Is from a goodie, but an oldie, an oldie, but a goodie, policy genius. You know, we're talking a lot about sudden death, and it's become a way of life, unfortunately. And the more we find out about the long-term damage of these shots, the more we see specifically the life insurance data itself showing so much excess death of young people being cut down the prime of their lives. Now is the time to start off the year. Those of you who, and you know who you are, (laughs) you figure, ah, I'm going to live forever. You know, I don't see any tangible benefit from life insurance, which by definition you won't in your lifetime. I don't need it or I don't need enough. I get it from work. Bottom line is you, you rarely get enough coverage from work. I got four kids and a wife and I'm the primary bread a winner, and that's just how it works. You got to get them covered. Um, you need, you know, five hundred thousand to a million, depending on the size of the family. Policy Genius makes it easy to shop around. They they do a couple things for you. It's not an insurance company. They don't need anything from you. They actually earn their keep by helping you save money. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just two hundred ninety-two dollars a year for a million coverage. 
know, I used to find that rate for roughly 600000 That's really good. Some options offer same-day approval, avoid unnecessary medical exams. They also have a hotline you could call and actually speak to someone to, you know, if you have questions about apples to apples comparison, um, <clears throat> you know, Policy Genius, again, is for parents, caregivers, and anyone else who has people depend upon them. Go to policygenius.com slash Daniel and see how much you could save. Again, folks, I promise you rates are going to go up. They have to based on the actuarial tables we're seeing life expectancy going down. Policygenius.com slash Daniel. All right. So, folks, we're talking about today how what we're doing is not working. What I've been doing my entire career is not working. The party will not change on its own. They will not change to fight the spending, the education cartel, the healthcare cartel, the biomedical security state, the cheap labor cartel. They have a lock on the party. As I said yesterday, Nikki Haley is not an aberration. She's not an exception. She is the rule. 80 to 90% of elected Republican governors, senators, congressmen, and state legislative leadership, they are more in line with that worldview and particularly are beholden to those sorts of donors. We thought we changed things in 2016. As we painted in uh, quite vivid detail yesterday, we've actually gone backwards. It has not changed. It really hasn't. It's not going to change on its own. And in fact, we become even more distracted and often even more okay with the status quo as long as this fealty to kind of, you know, some sort of subculture and certain way of speaking or mannerism of a particular movement or individual. We need results. We talked about the State Freedom Caucus Network, and and really, I would say that is the best organized movement that we're seeing delivering results, and particularly in the state of South Carolina. The, the, pro- the core problem we have to appreciate what they're doing, you have to understand the problem. The core problem we face is this. Republicans literally agree at a base level with everything the left says on, a, on, on every major issue. There might be levels how far they'll take it. Like I said, with immigration, they want the third world to populate the country. Now, they don't like the chaos of doing it through the border, so they'd rather it just, okay, let's just let everyone in legally, but you'll have the same result. They want the cheap labor. You know, same thing with healthcare, same thing with education. They don't want to cut spending. They never did. But here's the problem. Do they run on that message? No, every one of them. Biden, look at the invasion. Oh my gosh, inflation. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Oh my gosh, it's it's making things expensive. Look at the spending. And guess what? They have the most money to wear our jerseys and run on our views. So what we need to do is create separation. Separation. Where you create inflection moments. You have an identifiable group that really is conservative, like the Freedom Caucus, and create inflection moments and force votes that will then create a market for primaries where it will become indisputable that these guys are running on false rhetoric and we don't continue to elect the same idiots in primaries. And this is what the State Freedom Caucus Network is doing in South Carolina, and they are literally they are moving us to a point where I think it will be a do-or-die moment. Either we convert them or we start our own movement, but this is what needs to happen. And with us today to discuss this and more, uh, what's going on there in South Carolina is a freshman representative, State Rep. Jordan Pace from Berkeley County. He's actually the only Freedom Caucus member from the Low Country. So again, getting elected, not in 
you know, the the most hardcore part of the state and being a Freedom Caucus member. And uh, he actually flipped a Democrat seat in 2022, and he is with us today to give us the lowdown. Hey, Jordan, thanks so much for joining us today for the first time at Blaze Media. Hey, Daniel, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and and, and sorry for for all that. You know, uh, you know, I I had to do an ad and a live read, so you you were very patient. I want to hear from you. Okay, sure. leadership has an 88 to 35 majority. <laughs> In the House. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is right. very important because we're being told that Mike Johnson needs to sell us out because they have a slim majority. And I keep telling people it has nothing to do with that because if you go to the red states with supermajority trifectas, mm-hmm. three to one majorities, yep. two to one majorities, you have the same thing. Give us an update right. of what went on this week in your chamber. Right. So the South Carolina Freedom Caucus formed uh, almost two years ago. It's pretty new. Uh, I'm pretty new myself. I got elected in, uh, last year or it's uh, started last year. And we have apparently scared these guys so much for, by, by just voting the way that we, uh, campaigned, which is this foreign concept, I guess, in Columbia that last week or, or this week, they tried to change the rules on the house floor regarding amendments, uh, who can, well, the mo- tried to eliminate the motion period entirely. Some of this is kind of in the weeds, but basic just is it's very, very similar to what Nancy Pelosi uh, did when she was Speaker of the House as far as shutting down the amendment process and taking just total control uh, of mm-hmm. the procedural processes, which cut out any real debate uh, on the floor of the House. Um, it, it's the, really the same mentality and the same tactics. So despite the fact that we have, like you said, a supermajority in the House, in the Senate, and uh, Republican control of every statewide elected office. The the plan they tried to do, and I say emphasize try, because it, it passed the rules committee with only one no vote. But they didn't bring it in the house, and I'll get to that. But didn't bring it to the floor yesterday, and I'll I'll tell you why in just a second. But their plan was to uh, give the Democrats an equal number of amendments once cloture is invoked, uh, as the Republicans. The catch was only the Republican, only the majority leader and the minority leader were were the ones who were going to get to pick which amendments are heard on bills. So, despite the fact that Democrats only have 35 members, they were going to get the same number as the rest as the Republicans. So, one, that's crazy. Uh, centralizing power in the hands of two people also not a good idea. And then eliminating the motion period uh, would essentially say if you're if you want a bill to come to the House floor, it has to go through committee no matter what, even if, and we have some bills like this, like judicial reform, a bill has been filed for literally 20 years and never once got a, a hearing. Uh, our, our chairman, Adam Morgan, filed a bill uh, three years ago uh, regarding judicial reform that would have uh, prevented nepotism. So you, know, you, you yep. can't, if you're on the JMSC who picks these judges, uh, your, your wife, your kids, your, you know, uh, your brother can't get preferential treatment on through yep. that process. In, in other uh, words, you have has, a lot of liberals getting on courts yeah. in a red state that shouldn't be there. We focus oh, a lot yeah. on the federal yeah. courts, but the state courts are really, really important. And you don't find in California or Massachusetts, you know, people who share our ideas getting on, on, on the bench. Right. But it's not just the liberals. Uh, for instance, the former 
chair of the Judiciary Committee, uh, got his wife and his brother on the bench while he's been off, been in office. Uh, the 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 chairman of the Judiciary Committee before him had his wife put on the bench while he was in office. <laughs> Uh, we had a former member of one of these committees whose daughter is now a judge. Like, so the majority, <laughs> Adam's bill from a few years ago had a majority of the house as co-sponsors, but the, the, the majority of the house was a co-sponsor of the bill and it never got a subcommittee hearing because the, you know, the, 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 the powers that be, the establishment wanted nothing to do with it. And so by eliminating the motion period There'd be no way for some, a bill like that to come to the floor ever. So here's the good news. The grassroots in South Carolina are starting to wake up. Uh, I think because the Freedom Caucus was established, we've, we've organized, we're loud. Uh, yep. We sent the message out, hey, they're trying to do this Pelosi-style rule change. We had thousands of people call, email, wow. show up in person to the Columbia to chew out their legislator <laughs> and tell them you better not vote for this rule change. So much so that they took it off the calendar uh, for yesterday for the house floor discussion at the very last second, it was gone. Um, and they were mad. We got a lot of dirty looks, a lot of snide comments, but it worked. I have, so, this is so beautiful. And, and I, I want to explain and, and get your take if, if I'm kind of reading the situation correctly to me, more than what they're doing is why they're doing it. The sum total of right. what you're telling me from what I'm hearing, they want to make sure you don't have committee votes. They want to make sure you don't have the ability to have floor amendments. And they want to make sure mm-hmm. Democrats who, you know, have no, you know, when, when we're, I'm, I'm from Maryland, Republicans have no power there, but they empower the, the Democrats. And this has been systemic of the Texas legislature, some of the Dakotas. We've seen this all over the place yep. in these red states that are fake Right, states. So what you're telling me is for the very reason that these guys want to obfuscate transparency is exactly why we need to get loud, because what they need to do is everyone to think, oh, thank God I don't live in California. I'm in a red state. Republicans win. I turn out every two years in the general election. I don't pay attention, A, to the primary and B, to the legislative session and it just mm-hmm. and this is why red states aren't red this is why south carolina is full of yeah. the green energy nonsense big government Correct. Uh, shilling for for china you know we can't get you know chinese land bills past the governor covid fascism education i mean one after another this is how we have nikki haley this is you know people like that from the state because we don't pay attention what you guys are doing is forcing votes forcing inflection moments and 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 right. forcing coverage on it and driving attention so it's like oh wait a minute are you a republican or not so i totally understand what they're trying to do and you actually succeeded in beating them so did did i did i did i kind of get that correct yeah i mean that for for the for the moment it's off the calendar will it come back i think it will probably next week so the trick's going to be keeping the pressure on And, and to your point about the bigger issue the the South Carolina political system is not set up for transparency, and it's been that way since the 1890s. Uh, and I live in a district that's fairly new, like most of my district was Woods 15 years ago. So very few people are from my district. They're mostly from somewhere else. And that a lot of them came from New Jersey, New York, mm. California, places to to escape the crazy, the tyranny, yes. the high taxes, 
and they got here and turns out, well, South Carolina has the highest income tax in the South. We, up until two years ago, our state hospital was funding pediatric transgender clinics um, within the hospital until we got that shut down. But the Freedom Caucus is the one who got that shut down uh, by, by sending freedom of information requests and asking them why they were still doing this. Uh, they come to me and, and, and more than one of them, I mean, many of them have said, I thought I was moving to a deep red state. What is going on here? Here's the reality. We don't, in South Carolina, the, the branches of government aren't the, the governor, the legislature, and the judicial system. The judicial system's entirely beholden to the legislature. We pick the judges. It's this crazy system that needs to be fixed. The third arm of government in South Carolina is the lobbyists. It's the yep. moneyed interests that yep. that fund this stuff. Uh, I've been told over and over and over again, my first my first year in, hey, I've got this amendment to make this bill stronger. And we need more teeth on, on you, you pick what it is, whether it's ESG, uh, banning ESG stuff, getting rid of DEI in schools, defunding the millions of dollars that our state universities spend on, on DEI nonsense. And every time, many, many times well-meaning, but the more veteran uh, uh, Republican legislators around me will, will ask me, well, have you run this by X association or <laughs> – like, have you run this by the lobbyists? What do they think? Is their first question. And my answer has been so far, well, no, but I'm pretty sure this is what my constituents want because this is what I ran on and they voted me in. Yeah. I, I beat the Democrat by 30 points. Uh, I think they want us to actually protect the kids and put some teeth to these things. But it, the system is so ingrained uh, that it, it it's it's just deep in there. It's deep in there. We, we have... Aside from two or three issues that make the state red, okay, a little bit more into abortion and guns, or not against abortion, and and then for guns, but and, not even that. And, and then now, yeah, we, we're receding on that too. But what I'm saying is, it's just levels, and the blue states are so off the wall. It gives the impression that well, at least it's better. But we are leaving so much on the table. Isn't it true, right, that the health and education cartels are just as odious in South Carolina as they are in California? Oh, absolutely. I mean, our whole DHEC board, so the DHEC is uh, Department of Health and Environmental Control. The whole, I mean, the, the, the lead person, chairman of the DHEC, is a, a, a leading lockdowner <laughs> the, the whole time. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, I, I, want, I want our listeners to understand that. Is that the rough equivalent of Dr. Latipo in Florida's position, Surgeon General? Kind of. That, that, his position is, a, is a, like a full-time job. Uh-huh. Uh, where he runs the health department, our our equivalent to that, the director of DHEC is still wearing masks to committee meetings. So, so uh, oh, stop it! No. Yes. Oh no. Yes. Okay, I, uh, you, yeah, you know I'll, you're on the medical committee. Committee wearing a mask. You're you're on the relevant committee. I got to ask you this. I just went to the South the South Carolina Department of Health. Now, aside from Florida, pretty much every red state is still pimping these disgusting shots, even for babies. Correct. But you're correct. But but DHEC takes the cake. I want you to listen to this and get your comment. They so most of them just obfuscate and say, yeah, yeah, we recommend it. Don't say much more. They go a step mm-hmm. further, having reviewed the available data on side effect profiles for the updated. COVID-19 vaccine 2023-2024. So this is not an old landing page. This is brand new. Mm-hmm. DEC recommends yep. that all eligible people six months of age and older receive yep. this important updated vaccine. 
What the? What? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we, I've, I've made noise about that. Many of us on the Freedom Caucus have made noise about that. Uh, even some of us beyond the Freedom Caucus have made noise. Why the heck is DHEC doing this? How do we shut this down? The governor uh, appoints the board for DHEC. And when he had the opportunity to appoint a new chairman uh, about a year ago, he chose the person that he chose who's right on board with all this nonsense. Um, and the, like I said, the, the, the head of DHEC is still walking around committee meetings wearing masks. So that begs another question from where you sit. So, you know, we're talking around the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Obviously, it's important what you guys do. Um, you got to fight in the legislature what you can. But ultimately, when you have the same party control the governor's mansion and the legislature, you know, it's really the governor is is everything. I mean, that's that's what matters. Well, um, in South Carolina, it not really because the governors we have the weakest governor in in the country. I mean, by design or constitution. Okay, well, what about governor the lieutenant show. governor then? Even weaker. The, the, the huh. lieutenant governor's only responsibility in our constitution, uh, since we changed it a few years ago, is to keep breathing. Now, their their jobs to, is to stay alive in case the governor doesn't. That's it. Uh, so you're saying, part of aging, Jordan, you're telling us that unlike other southern states where you know a lot of northern states, the governor is very powerful. A lot of southern or Florida is very powerful. A lot of southern states, lieutenant governor is powerful. You're saying that in the legislature, if you guys could get control of it, you could really change the culture of these departments. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. We could do anything we wanted. Essentially, um, we have a supermajority in both houses. Even if the governor was against it, we could override him. But we don't uh, because a lot of reasons. But here's the main one: when when I try when we try to introduce stronger measures, by, whether through legislation or through amendments, we we're always told by legislative leadership, "Oh, we can't be that extreme because they've bought into this uh, mentality that I think a lot of the Republican." Republican establishment nationwide is bought into is we're so afraid to lose power that we're afraid to wield it, which is the mm. direct opposite of what our opposition is. Our, the, the left wields power when they get it. And while they have it, uh, we're just afraid to do it. Uh, and I think that's that's what frustrates a lot of Republican voters is they they hear us talk a big game and very rarely see us follow through. Uh, but to your point about the abortion bill we passed last year was the weakest abortion bill in any Republican state. The, the, the penalties for a doctor who kills a baby would be up to two years in prison and I believe a $10,000 fine. And they could lose a medical license. But, but what about, let's say, an issue like China? Everyone's all hot to trot about mm -hmm. China. I know last session you couldn't get any of those bills trying to ban Chinese association with the Chinese government and, and land ownership passed. Do you think that will fare better this session? And do you have the governor's support? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> for instance, Volvo, uh, which is majority owned by a Chinese firm with strong ties to the Chinese party or Chinese communist party. Uh, Nikki Haley and uh, then her have, has handed them hundreds of millions of dollars in infrastructure funding and, and, and tax rebates to build a facility in Berkeley County, in Northern Berkeley County, they had to get a waiver 
at the end of last year because they'd only hired half of the number of people uh, that they agreed to hire. And they give lots of excuses on why. But no, I, I don't expect that to go anywhere. Um, even the most reasonable, like, quote unquote, reasonable bill, the, the, the smallest thing we could do uh, was a bill that would ban foreign entities from purchasing land within uh, so many feet of a military base, and which, which we have several military bases here in South Carolina. In fact, the, Fort Jackson is the largest uh, training center for the U.S. Army uh, right outside of Columbia. And even that hasn't even got a committee hearing. Even that, when when a few other states like Florida have completely banned Chinese land ownership, we can't even get it there. So, so what, what when you were watching that debate, if you did with Nikki Haley and, and Ron DeSantis, you've been involved mm-hmm. in politics, you know, since you were a kid in South Carolina. You followed this, um, so you were you know very much active when Nikki Haley was governor. What what yeah. were your thoughts as she was talking? Because aside from Ukraine, every other issue she sounded like us now. She's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all, you know, whatever you want, I'm, I'm for. Oh yeah. She talks a great game. Uh, and, and when she was, she was a house member for, I think four years. Uh, and to her credit, she went against leadership this one time and stuck her neck out and got, uh, recorded votes in the house. That was a big deal. And I'm still thankful for it before, before that there was a lot of voice votes. You, you couldn't really tell how your, how your rep voted. But pretty much ever since then, it's been uh, talk a good game and no follow through. I mean, she talked uh, when she went was running for re-election as governor. She said, we don't need a gas tax hike. We don't need a gas tax hike at every opportunity. Heard it in person, saw it in the mail. And then as soon as she won, she went to the legislative leadership and said, I want a, uh, I think she said a 20, 18 cent hike, 15 cent hike. Mm. I mean, literally within the same breath. Well, I, I was told that this then, website, DeSantis Lie, says says she ne- she never said it, never did it, never said it, never happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard it personally, and then <laughs> okay. w- miraculously, within eighteen months, we had a sixteen cent gas tax hike. Millions of hundreds of millions of dollars has been raised uh, since twenty fifteen through that extra money, and it sits in an account doing nothing. Yeah. And our roads are still still bad because there was no DOT reform. Jordan. I look at South Carolina, and I want to love this state. You know, I'm from Maryland. I would love to move to a state like South Carolina. Beautiful state, um, so much to offer. Yeah. But why is it that you guys? I mean, it's almost like you're doing it on purpose. Every Republican is a caricature. I mean, yeah. It, you got Lindsey, you got Tim Scott, you got Nikki, then you got these other guys now that you know each one. You know, has certain uh, extracurricular activities, and you know, you you you'd be lucky if it's heterosexual activities. You know, that's like the right. better part of it. I mean, wh- this should be a southern, you know, evangelical state. What's up with that? Well, we have a lot going for us. I mean, beautiful weather, huge. I mean, a massive, amazing port here in Charleston. Uh, our our the people are conservative. It really is region by region, but. There's a lot of money that gets thrown around, and in in the grand scheme of things, you know we're we're not on the richer side of state, so people don't invest a whole lot into politics on a on an individual level. Mm. But that, I think that's changing. I think people are starting to get fed up, and it maybe we're just more patient than other other states and other cultures. We give folks a lot more grace than maybe we should. 
but I think that's starting to change. Uh, we, we, 10 years ago, we maybe had three or four members of the legislature who were principled and stood up against leadership at any given time on, on these kind of issues. And now we got 20, maybe more and more on the way. So I'm, I'm optimistic for the long run. It's really just a matter of fighting really the next six months. Um, the leadership has looked and found opponents for, I think all but three of our wow. caucus members. I know they've called several people in my district asking them to run and even enticing them, telling them, hey, we can we can get you tens of thousands of dollars in campaign funds if you're <laughs> running at Jordan. Thankfully, so far, they've been unsuccessful and those those folks have called me after they, you know, turned them down and told them to pound sand, called me and told me about it. But they're trying real hard because and they're scared and they should be. Uh, we want to change the way the business has been done in this state because it's not helping the people of the state. We should have the lowest taxes, uh, not the highest taxes. Uh, we shouldn't be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on orangutan exhibits in the budget when yep. we can't fully fund our foster care system or, or our police requests, the law enforcement requests. Uh, you know, we had uh, $1.5 million was spent in our university systems on DEI, uh, just oodles and oodles of money. Excuse me, no, no, not one point five million. Seven million. One point five million. Seven million by one by one university by MUSC. So seven million was spent on DEI, and our foster care system was shorted about one and a half million in requests. Our law enforcement was shorted about twenty million in requests, and we're spending all that money there. So our, our priorities are out of whack, but we made a big stink about it, and that freaked them out, and that's why they're scared. So and, what and, can people and, do about it? Yep. What can people do about it? Get involved. If you don't have the money to contribute, which I know that you know things are tight with Biden's economy, uh, if you don't have the money to contribute to good candidates, which you know, JordanPace.com, if anybody feels led yes. to do that, yes. uh, it's, a, it's a good place to start call them and, and encourage them, uh, knock doors for them, make phone calls for them uh, to get the word out. Uh, the I would almost rather have somebody knock doors with me for uh, a weekend than write a check because uh, it, it means a whole lot more you know, neighbor to neighbor. No, in a, in a state house district. And, and and that's the thing. We look at the presidential election. We look at, you know, the Republicans in Congress. It is so there's not much you can do here mm-hmm. if we just took the parts of the country where people broadly agree with us, but they're unaware right. of the subversive nature of the Republicans that represent them literally mm-hmm. implementing Democrat policies for them yep. where Democrats couldn't do it because the Dems would get thrown out. You know, right. you guys are doing that. This is so important. It's a blueprint for how to first expose, separate, create that inflection, and then create an ultimate fight where it's either we win or you win. We either have a a, a party or we'll start our own, but we can't yep. go on having a country with two left hands, red states with right. two left hands. And I appreciate what you do. Are you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm, uh, J. Scott Pace is my Twitter J. handle Scott on Facebook, Pace. too. Yeah, uh, and pe- people can follow uh, Substack, our South Carolina Freedom Caucus Substack, uh, on our website, too. That's a good place. We do uh, updates every week. Uh, I try to do updates every week on my personal website, you know, jordanpace.com, uh, email, newsletter there. 
You know, I'll tell you, anyway, I'm, more thoughts are coming. I'm really impressed by you guys because even among freedom, like the National Freedom Caucus, Federal Freedom Caucus, you get three conservatives in a room, you have 10 opinions, and, and they all hate each yeah. other. I mean, the divisions, even in our ranks, are so bad. You guys have managed to stay pretty united, um, and I really admire that. I really think that's the blueprint headed forward. Very empowering. If you're in a red state with a Republican legislature, you could be doing this, finding the good guys, empower them against the bad guys, and they have the well, money, but we have here, potentially the people. Um, again, I have to. Uh, yeah, I, I have to honestly kind of thank leadership a little bit for for that here in South Carolina. Our first week in session, they kicked sixteen of us out of the caucus. The sixteen most conservative members of the Republican caucus. Yep, they physically barred us from coming uh, to caucus meetings because we wouldn't sign this loyalty pledge where we promised yep. not to help any challengers to other Republicans no matter what their voting record is or what their criminal allegations may be or, uh, stop the ambiguity, stop wearing the same Jersey. We need to separate. And that is the next level that I think at the federal level, they haven't done properly. And I think other States could follow. So again, Jay Scott pace on Twitter. Um, and again, what's the campaign website? Uh, Jordanpace.com. Jordanpace.com. Well, God bless y'all. Um, you and your, your fellow, uh, Freedom Caucus members, and definitely keep us updated. Well, folks, so much to learn there. And while South Carolina and every state has its own unique uh, legal and political particularities and idiosyncrasies, that's basically the story, roughly, in most red states. And we've been asleep for generations. It's pathetic. I've always said it would probably be better to allow the Democrats to win in these deep red states one cycle flush out the current thing and then you know the public obviously will throw them out um but but this is the thing and and a lot of it they were helped by the establishment was so vicious which was a blessing in disguise threw them out this is what we ultimately need to do leave the caucus they should do it at a federal level although the feds are, it's just so broken but self-separate. Stop lying that we have these beautiful big majorities. Like he said, they only had three or four individuals. Now they're up to about 20. That's it. But you need to self-separate. And that's why they are so obsessed with the fact that they don't want focusing on their their votes and their activity and their statements. They don't want blogs and you know, you might think, what's a blog? Everyone has a blog. But no, if you focus on your, you know, especially a smaller red state, the legislature, and you call out the people on the issues, I'm telling you it makes a difference. You see there it makes a difference. And that's why they don't want recorded votes. They they just want to kind of have a very carefully crafted thing where they allow the big government communism to continue. And then they have some ceremonial things. Oh, we're conservative, Biden, ah, you know, and then keep the gravy train flowing. The South Carolina Freedom Caucus came in there, kicked over the tables more than I've ever seen in our lifetime. They're kind of the legislative version of, of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> you know, God help us Monday. It's, it's the dais cast. We'll see what happens, but either way, this is the blueprint headed forward. No matter what, I'm going to focus on this, and you guys need to focus on this in your respective states. Join one of our teams helping galvanize support for our sort of people like uh, Jordan in the various red states and against uh, the Nikki Haley's that really populate leadership and committee chairs and most of these legislatures, the governors themselves. Um, you know, He tried to be a little diplomatic, but Henry McMaster sucks. But 
you know, he supports Mr. Trump, so he's amazing. And, you know, anyone who doesn't, even if they're great, they're not, because that's all we care about. But here we actually have our head on straight. We had a very terrific week. Thanks to you guys. Send this show to every one of your friends and relatives. It'll be a very big week next week. God bless you all. Pray for Iowa. We'll see you same time, same place Monday.